Hey, welcome to episode 20 of the Out of Bounds podcast. As you can see, for the time being, at least for the first few minutes of this week's edition of Tuck Talk. Nigga, I said Tuck Talk. Shit. Out of <laughs> Bounds. <laughs> out of Bounds. Wrong show, but uh, shout out to you guys for tuning into Tuck Talk. You know, the last week's episode views were amazing. You know, um, we're basically approaching 2,000 viewers at the time of this recording on that on that episode, you know. So yeah. the link, the cards to that video will be up above, so you guys can click on that. But um, as I was saying, Out of Bounds, excuse me, this is the Out of Bounds podcast. I go by the name of Della Fashionista, Amanda Ender here at Trivia Coach Imagine, and here alongside me is the man in the middle. Mr. Donnie, do not call me Donovan Wilkins. I got no Austin. He's still part of Out of Bounds, ladies and gentlemen. He's still part of Out of Bounds, but, you know, he's a youngin', you know, so he has some obligations. from Afropunk. Recover from Afropunk and all that good stuff. So hopefully we'll get his thoughts on his experience at Afropunk momentarily once he has the opportunity to get settled and all that. But for the time being, you know, we have Donovan, who also attended a festival this past weekend. So I'm allowing him to tell about his experience at Government Ball before we get into this week's episode. So how was Government Ball, Donovan? Uh, it, it was the lineup, I got to say, it wasn't for me. Um, like I said, I've, I went there to, like, listen to a lot of bands that are, like, lower down on the lineup and stuff like that. Um, they had the Billy Under Island. the radar. Yeah, the, you know, me, like, under the radar. <laughs> Yo, why you look like, wait, sidebar, but why you look like you in heaven? I see nothing but white people. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's my light. <laughs> look, man. Look like you in heaven. Looks, looks like God shining down on me. <laughs> look like you about to transition or you missing that. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, like it, it was fun. Um, everything was fun. I ate good, slept good. Um, it's, it's always a fun time just waking up in New York, just walking the streets while everybody's like still huddled in their apartments and condos and stuff like that. It was but great. You, it was great. You wasn't in a real New York, though. You was in the tourist New York. Yeah, but I mean, I, I was over there by um, Queens. And that was like my first time over there. So Queens ain't valid. That it ain't valid. I know a lot of great people from Queens. Shout out to y'all. Y'all know who you are, especially you in particular. But um, not you as a you in particular, but somebody else. Yeah, because I ain't ain't from Queens. (laughs) Yeah, you know, but um, but it just ain't ain't valid. Yeah. Well, shit. Yeah. I mean, I, I stayed on the tourist side. I. I had an apartment, uh, not an apartment, a hotel by um, Central Park. So got up. Smart early. choice, smart choice. Because the uh, hotels in Queens are much cheaper than the hotels in Manhattan. So that's smart. Are choice. they really? Really. So yeah, it, it was great. Always have a fun time in New York. So awesome! That's awesome. All right, so since I know that you're most like the under the radar guy, like, do you feel? Did you see anybody that you feel like can make like for? A, a nice feature for feature under the radar. Yeah, um, I'm looking into contacting uh, Nash- Nation of Languages. Uh, they have a pretty unique sound. They were there at Governor's Ball. Um, there's one other that I can't remember their name, but I write it, it like a, down. 
in my notes, but no, nah, let me chill. I ain't gonna say no, no. <laughs> I don't want to mess up the chances at the at the um at the scoop, so I ain't gonna say. Oh, okay, all right, yeah, keep that to yourself because <laughs> I find great music, <laughs> yeah, you definitely but, do, but they're good, they're good, so yeah, hoping to get into them for a while, okay, so. Before we get to the best and the worst from week three of the NFL, what did you say was the best and the worst when you experienced that governance ball? My best, the best experience was listening to Orvel Peck. Um, if anybody knows me, knows that I love this gay cowboy. Um, he recently <laughs> partnered fuck? with uh, Beyonce for her Ivory Park um, collection or rodeo collection, Houston collection. Um, the worst part. I would say the lines for food and like just the traditional cliche festival goers. It's just. What do you mean by this cliche festival goer? Like, I, I don't want to say the name because that could be come off as racist, but it's just. Yeah, they don't say it. Don't yeah, say yeah. It. <laughs> I'll just say the cliche festival goers. Okay, cool. All right, so let's get to our first topic of this week's episode. By the way, once no arrives, if he arrives between the time that we're recording this, we'll get his thoughts on Afropunk. But for now, let's move on to the best and worst from week three of the NFL. Now, I'm going to go first on this because I said, like, you was out having a great time, you know, throughout the weekend. I know the same for no. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know, me, I was being old, boring Liddell, old man Liddell, just <laughs> up in the crib watching football. So I have, you know, I basically, you guys say I could carry this segment here. For me, the best from week two, no, week three, excuse me, of the NFL season, of this NFL season thus far, was my Baltimore Ravens. You know, Justin Tucker, I'm not sure you heard or saw, but Justin Tucker broke the, NFL record for the longest field goal kick. <laughs> it was looking kind of scary. I'm like, oh man, we about to lose to the Detroit Lions. And by the way, like I actually like this Lions team this year. Like they show grit. Dan Campbell was shown to be like a fine head coach so far. But um not fine enough, man. I believe they're only three. They're all three, but two context matters though, because there's <laughs> there's there's Detroit Lions on three when they're competitive. And then, then there's New York Jets on three. What well, a quarterback okay. just looks terrible. You know what I'm saying? So there's a difference. You know what I'm saying? But um, yeah, Justin Tucker, man, also Matt Tuck. He basically he came through for us. It, obviously, it was a game that should not have even been that close. Hollywood Brown drops a lot, some key balls down the scratch, you know. But um, I'm glad we were able to get the dub, man. Like, a dub is a dub. Right now, we're 2 and 1. We're getting ready to face the Denver Broncos. But the thing is about this Ravens team, that we could easily be 3 and 0, depending on how things went with the Raiders game. And we could also be 0 and 3. Because, you know, Mahomes, you know, with the, with the whole fumble, and, and week two gets in that matchup. You know, they all they need was a field goal. They would have got that. Most likely, they would have won the game. And then with this game, it's the Detroit Lions. Like, there was a delay of game penalty that wasn't even called. We got away with that, and that was on fourth down. Lamar Jackson throws it up to Sammy Watkins. They get ready for the field goal. Justin Tucker takes the kick and basically hits the goal post and ricochets back into the net. It was one of the craziest field goals, man. But uh, 
the Baltimore Ravens, they are my winners for week three. Also, my the Los Angeles, because I have two teams, being Brady and the Bucks. You know, Matthew Stafford looking really good. I was kind of worried about that pickup. I'm like, man, I know golf wasn't the best. He, he has his issues with, with McVay. But Matthew Stafford, he never really won shit. No, but he's been looking pretty good. I mean, so far. The be- people hold uh, Matt Stafford to like, um, I won't say high value, but he's seen around the league and scouts and head coaches as a a, a good quarterback. Like, yeah. you can't go wrong with uh, Matt Stafford. He really is. But so far, he's proven, like, you know, like what he could look like if he has a competent head coach yeah. and a team beyond us. So, so far, so good. As for my worst of the week, I have to give it to the New York Jets, man. <laughs> like, they are the Jets? Terrible. Zach Wilson, man, that pick has not looked good so far. And the Chicago, <laughs> and the Chicago Bears, it's, so there's like my co-losers of the week, the Chicago Bears, like the offense looked terrible. Like Justin Fields, I don't Nine know. He been, I don't know, but capping for Justin Fields, you know, like right. he been like a Justin Fields truth. But and I can't really blame him so much, you know, because like it's it's coaching at the end of the day, and that with that offensive line, like what can you do? But good lord, man, like the rookie quarterbacks. I guess you could say rookie quarterbacks as a whole is the worst for the weekend. None of them has really looked. Yeah, too they're good. they're not looking too good. Yeah, yeah, but let's say for, as far as for you, like. Cause I'm also you had the opportunity to at least see some highlights. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I caught. So, what's uh, the some, best of worst for you? I caught uh, some of the red zone uh, up in the hotel. Uh, shout out to Jackson for the hookup with that. Um, give me all your credentials to log into the uh, NFL red zone. I appreciate you. Oh, you're one of those. <laughs> you're one of those that takes people credentials to log. He, he look. He he gave me the hookup. I was like, yo, I'm not home. Like, I I can't watch. Any of the shit, national broadcast or what have you. And he's like, yo, here's my hookup. Like, got a few minutes in the hotel. Like, look it up. I'm like, all right, cool. Appreciate you. Um, so Shout out to Jackson. Yeah, yeah, shout out to Jackson. Uh, I will say Justin Herbert was probably my um, best of the week. Um, four touchdowns, one interception. I think threw for uh, 35 uh, – 350 plus yards, I believe. Um, I, I I would say out of like the the rookie quarterback um, draft, it's looking like maybe Jalen Hurts is probably the only one. Well, he's not. Jalen Hurts was last yeah. year's. I'm getting names mixed up. Excuse me, I'm still on festival time. <laughs> but yeah, I will say Justin Herbert uh, performed exceptionally well. And my worst that I heard about um, on first take was probably Justin Fields. Um, 50 yards. (laughs) I mean, at what point do you take this guy out? It it seems like Nagy. I mean, who you go go put in his place? That's what I'm saying. It looked like Nagy is saying he doesn't know which quarterback he's going to start um, in week four. It's, It's looking like it's. Flipping a coin at this point, Nagy set him up to fail, man. Because I don't really think Nagy think really so? wanted to kill. Yeah, man. I think you know sometimes, like I'm not sure you ever been in a situation or a setting where like you're surrounded by somebody that does not necessarily believe in you per se, but like an opportunity presents itself and they kind of like are forced to give you an opportunity. They're oh, trying yeah. to sabotage that opportunity. I'm like, see, I told you this person was no good. 
person right, wasn't ready. Yeah. I don't feel like he put his best foot forward to make sure Justin Fields is having like a successful transition. So you feel like they're the, the Bears aren't giving him enough like resources. They have around. the resources. David Montgomery is a pretty good running back. Damian Williams is another pretty good running back. Tariq Cohen's a nice scat back, you know. Allen Robinson's a Pro Bowl receiver. They basically they resigned him. He's their top guy. You know, they have speed at receivers. Jimmy Graham, he's a vet, but he's still, you know, he's still a pretty solid tight end. It's just a fucking offensive line. That's the yeah. problem. You know, yeah, like, like, like it's hard for a quarterback to get the ball out to his, to the right read when he got pressure in his face every two seconds. You need a better O line, yeah. Like Miles wow. Garrett had four and a half sacks. Jadavia Clowney had two sacks. Like, I, I, and those are just I, the top two pass rushers. <laughs> I've been closely watching the Colts um over this season uh mainly because Carson Wentz and I went to see how much of a fall he would take and it seems like the Eagles are looking like the winners in this trade I mean people are saying depending on how their season goes that picks fall that pick will fall to like a second round in my eyes that's still better than having Carson Wentz on the injury prone I mean he took two uh I think it was two ankle sprains last week yeah, that dude's a warrior though, man. To be playing with two ankle with two bad ankles. Yeah. That's a warrior right there. Like I remember over the past month and a half, I had plantar fasciitis and I couldn't even walk at all. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean people are saying that he was rushed into this week. Um oh, he definitely the, was. the quick turnaround with his uh injury and the videos that they saw of him running and all that stuff and it just seems like it's a little rushed because at the end of the day who else are they going to put in this place jacob urchin or whatever his name is jacob eason eason quarterback out of the university of georgia so i mean you get you put him in this mindset that he's the golden age of the uh the cults coming forward and it's just it's not looking that good and I'm I'm on their social media accounts every day, and it's just like Eagles fans are saying, "How's that pick coming out?" So it's. I mean, the Eagles could get clapped tonight because, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, at the time of this recording, um, to the Monday Night Football game has not been played yet between the Cowboys and Eagles. We'll get to our predictions later on in a few, actually, in a few moments momentarily, but um. Yeah, like you never know. Like the eagle, y'all eagle fan, y'all could be laughing up right now, but yeah, you know, I I think Eagles fans are just uh, happy to see that um, that it's not just us, like putting like these bad like uh, reputation on uh, Carson Wentz. It's like no, he's like actually he's good. He's a good quarterback, but he's just. He hasn't been good since he's still living off of what year was that 2017 or 2018? 2018, yeah. When he was like run out for league MVP, he's still living off of that. So yeah, I mean No, it had to be 2017, because that was the year y'all won the Super Bowl. Oh, are you talking about the yeah, the year we won the Super Bowl was the year when he was uh MVP. Oh well, leading his MVP until he went down. Yeah, so he hasn't really been good. He hasn't really been. He hasn't really been good since then. Yeah, and people will blame our organization, but it's like it is what it is. So, yeah, I mean, I've been following that. So, okay, but 
what do we think about the Kansas City Chiefs right now? Because right now they're one and two. They could easily be three and zero. Oh. They could also easily be on three. You know, like I, been, I think if it's the Super Bowl because there's been like this thing where like the team that loses the Super Bowl, how it's hard for them to get back to the playoffs the next year. Right. Because we've seen it like with the Atlanta Falcons. We've seen it. Um, I mean, with the yeah, we've seen it with the Falcons. We seen right. it with the no the Patriots. They always, even when they lose the Super Bowl, they always find a way to get back in. Yeah, but um, we seen it with um my Rams, the Los Angeles Rams. After we lost to the Patriots, we did not get back to play the next year. And um, the San Francisco 49ers, the year after that, when they Eagles, lost to the Chiefs, Eagles have trouble. Um, we we made it to the wild card the following year, but yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like. Like I'm not talking teams that want to well, to make the to like end up back and play. I'm talking about the team that lose because the oh, thing okay. is the loser have a hard time getting back the next year. You know, I mean? I mean they're trying to find pieces. They're either trading away pieces who then who fell short, or they're like, I I feel like they're moving too much things around, and it's like if you made it to the Super Bowl but loss, I mean, do you have to do that much change? To your uh, offense or defense? I mean, yes. If you're the loser, if, I, you're, I not, if you're not first, you're last. But yeah, if you made it, but if you made it to the Super Bowl, how much change do you need to do? Maybe I, I guess acquire like a another star piece, or but like dismantling your whole team after losing the Super Bowl. It's but just... the Chiefs, the Chiefs, they didn't do that though. They did not dismantle their team. They reshuffled their offensive line, you know. Yeah, but outside that is true. Of that, but outside of that, it's mostly like this. It's the same team. I mean, regardless, I, I feel like we're going to see the Chiefs in the uh, the West uh, Finals anyway. So I mean, oh, the West Finals. I mean, the AFC championship AFC uh, championship game. We're not talking about basketball. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> The AFC Championship game, um, and plus they they're looking to sign Josh Gordon, so that's another piece in itself. Just another fucking weapon for Patrick Mahomes to just slay. They, they don't need Josh Gordon. They don't need him, but I mean, I'm not sure if the uh, Kansas reached out to him or he reached Josh out. Josh Gordon, to... honestly, he's still living off of 2012. Yeah, but people one great year that he yeah. had it clear. Like he's just living off of that. Like and people are saying, Oh, he deserves a chance. I'm like, no, he doesn't. He had plenty of chances. Like, like I think like I think he's a great talent. He should definitely be in the league, but I don't get the hype on Josh Gordon anymore. Right. But um you said that you think the Chiefs they're still gonna basically be in it to the end, but right now the Raiders are three and the Chargers are three and and the Broncos are three and now do I think now do I think those teams are better than the Chiefs? Yeah, yeah I was gonna say it's the Broncos. I mean, I, no, but I will nah, give props. don't do that. Don't do that to yeah, the Broncos. Now. They got yeah. a good defense. <laughs> I will give them props. They out there ball. Teddy Bridgewater's been Teddy Bridgewater been pretty good so far. The Chargers, I think, are for real. I think the yeah. no no the Chargers are not undefeated because they lost to the Cowboys. The Chargers are actually two and one. My fault. The Chargers are two and one. The Raiders are three and zero. The Broncos are three and zero, and the Chiefs right now are one and two. So, who do you think is going to be the first one to take the L? 
Between the Raiders and the Broncos? Yeah. Or between any of the uh, 3-0 teams in the West. Well, there's only two 3-0 teams. Teams, the Raiders and the Broncos. The Chiefs, the Chargers are two and one. Cause I forgot that they lost to the Cowboys in week two, so they're two and one. The Chiefs are one and two. Now you're asking me like, which one between the Raiders and the Broncos? Which one of those two teams are gonna take that first yeah. L? I'll say the Denver Broncos most likely because I like the Raiders' weapons on offense a, a bit better. Because yeah. their cards are playing pretty good. You got Hunter Renfro. You got Darren Wallace has been one of the best tight ends. I mean, Darren Carter's usually slept on in the league, man. Yeah, he's underrated. He's it's just the thing with him is like he's the all-time leading passer in Raiders history, but he's never been to the playoffs. It's yeah. kind of like he's kind of like the Matthew Stafford of AFC. You know, Stafford did play in the playoffs, I think, once or twice. But um he just has that reputation of being like really good, but just not doing nothing they like yeah yeah like those stats don't really mean nothing yeah because their team is so trash but denver they've been like the defense is pretty good teddy bridgewater i like teddy bridgewater but he's a game managing quarterback he's not like a pro bowl caliber quarterback you know and i like teddy you know but um i think that the broncos will be the first team to lose their their uh, their oh but god said who i think will be in at the end and the, i was, i like the chargers I like the Char- I think the Chargers are the best team in, in the division right now. I think Brandon Stead is a great coach. You know, they almost gave the game away. They literally almost gave the game away because they kept trying to go for a fourth down. And not – which they converted, but then instead of going for a, a guarantee kicking the field goal, you know, field goals aren't guaranteed, so I shouldn't say that. But they went for the touchdown instead. And they basically gave the Chiefs time to drive the ball down the field. But luckily, it didn't work out in their favor anyway, and the Chargers still end up winning the game. So they need to work on their game management skill because they easily could have lost that game, and no team knows how to lose. If there's anything outside of Detroit Lions that know how to lose a game in heartbreaking fashion, <laughs> it's the Chargers. You know, so they need to be careful in regards to that. But I think that they're the best team in the, end of the division. I like Keenan Allen. I like Mike Williams, that receiver. I like Jared Cook. I like their defense, especially Derrick James is healthy for the whole year. They got Joey Boza. You know, so they're really they're a good squad. They're a good squad, but um, in regards to Chiefs, I think the Chiefs they might get hit by the whole um, Super Bowl loser curse. And Andy Reid, unfortunately, tragically, he had to end up in the hospital. I'm hearing that right now. He's he's doing pretty good. He's, he's stable right now. But I wish all the best to Andy Reid. But I'm also that had to be scary for them. You know, your head coach basically having a health issue. You know, at the end of the game. So right now. Things like the cheese, like the the thing about the cheese is they should be a playoff team, but you just never know because the way the ball has been bouncing lately for them, like Mahomes has turned the ball over more than ever in the early part of the year. He never doing this many interceptions in the month of September. The defense isn't really all that good. So it was like, it's crazy, but. That they're so talented that you're like, no, ain't no way the team gonna miss the playoffs. Right? Yeah, exactly. It's but, like you look at that team on paper and you're like, oh, they obviously gonna get a playoff spot, but it's not shaking out that way. But but it's possible. I mean, like look at the San Francisco 49ers. Like that was a team that when they lost Super Bowl, like oh, oh they're definitely gonna be back. They ain't make the playoffs the next year. I'm not saying that could the same happen with the Chiefs. You never know, especially when you have. Three teams ahead of you, and right now in your division, and they're all pretty solid football teams. 
even though I think out of all of them, the Broncos is probably the worst out of the crew, and they're not a bad team at all. You know, the Broncos are not a bad football team, ladies and gentlemen. They're pretty good, but I like the Raiders a little bit more, and I think the Chargers are the best team overall in the division right now. But the Chiefs are the most talented. They have the most, they have the best quarterback. They have the best tight end in the, in the division. They have the best receiver core. Well, I want to say receiver core. Tyreek Hill is the best receiver in the division. But come down to the defense, Chargers have a better defense. Broncos have a better defense. And it looks like the Raiders have a better defense. So there you go. So that's where we're leaning. That's where we lean off with that. But um, let's get into our second main topic. Uh, unless you got anything that you want to add to that. No. All right. So let's get to our second main topic of this week's episode of Out of Bounds, and that's what should the NBA do about players refusing the vax or the jab, as we're going to say. Uh, shout out to, you know, got to make sure we stay within the guidelines. That way you two don't come down on us. So, Because um, <laughs> we already heard the reports about Andrew Wiggins, how he's unvaccinated at this point. He doesn't want to get the jab. Got guys like Steve A. Smith saying that. Wiggins should get traded. Like, it's not a hard decision. Kyrie Irving reportedly, you know, he's not at Brooklyn Nets training camp. He's not attending um, media calls or anything like that because of the whole safety protocols. Here that he might end up retiring. You know, you got Rui Hachimura. He's away from the Wizards due to, like, a personal issue. Nobody knows whether it's family-related or jab-related. But let me ask you, like, what do you think the NBA should do about players refusing the jab or the vaccine? I mean, we can't we can't tell. I'm, well, the U.S. government can't tell the NBA how to run their company necessarily. So they they have their own rules, just like any other job. Um, follow them or do uh, what Kyrie does and retire. There's well, here's the thing Kyrie Irving has not officially retired just yet. Or he's thinking about it. I mean, if if the league is coming down like this, then well, the choice and he's basically being defiant and his stance of not getting the the jab, then what is he gonna do? Yeah, I mean, what you he can't play his home games in New York because New York has their uh, mandates and stuff like that, I believe. So, yeah, it's follow the rules or look for another job. I mean... But let's... Let me put... Like, are you surprised? Because we have our own Kyrie right here on the, in our show, and Noah Austin, as we call him, Young Kyrie. And some of his antics, like... It's not to compare to Kyrie Irving's, by the way. Not to compare to Kyrie's. But it was... Well, cut down our own Kyrie. Like, all right, like I'm not. We're not too surprised, you know. Let's just be him. But we come down to like the actual Kyrie Irving. Like, are we really surprised? At this yeah, that's time? that's why I rolled my eyes. It's like it's it's like it's always something every day with this man, and and I don't mean that like in the bad way or like in the bad sense of like. If you're having this much trouble with your job and like professional uh, life or whatever you want to call it, retire and just donate your time and money to like charities or what have you. Like, 
I, I don't I don't know what to say about this man because it's like every single day he's he's like in the media not not participating in media uh, day or uh, refusing to take the vaccine or taking jab. some other uh, yeah the jab yeah gotta or, say the jab or just like I don't know he's becoming so much more of a nuisance than anything else and at this point like. Bro, like, either take it or find another job. Like, uh, I'm pretty sure he has enough money and investments to, like, find something else to do. He can become a NBA analysis, even though I don't think I don't that's what that. he would do. <laughs> I don't see that because, yeah. like, ESPN, they always give Kyrie shit. You know, TNT, Turner Sports, they give Kyrie shit. So I don't really see him. Yeah, and he doesn't fuck with none of them. So it's like... I, I don't know. It's it's just like every time I see his name pop up trending, it's always something new that goes against his personal beliefs or his religion or I, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know what to do about him. But if I was the Nets, I'd say fuck it and cut him. Like, at this point, it's like. I don't know. Like, what what do you want, my guy? <laughs> okay, but you know how we was um, talking about this list last week's episode about the sports industry and NBA top 100? Yeah. Kyrie Irving came in at number 19. So do you think for the Brooklyn Nets, <laughs> are you trying to say that the, the, according to the sports industry, the 19th best player in the world is not worth the headache? I, I would say in the Bucks case, I mean not the Bucks, uh in the Nets case, no. Because at the end of the day, they still have KD and they still have James Harden. And this is not to say that Kyrie is a bus or he's trash or anything like that. Just adding Kyrie is just somewhat of an overkill. So they can still get by with KD and Harden. Like at, at this point, Kyrie is becoming more of an afterthought and a headache to Nets fans or whatever or what have you than seen as a, a, a piece to a championship team. That's the way I look at it. Okay, but I know you said maybe like KD and Harden could be enough. KD is injury prone at this point. No, we know he's not going to play 82 games. You know, James yeah. Harden basically had his – Harden is mostly a durable play, but last year was a year where, like, okay, like injuries kind of like derailed him in a sense. Also, I mean, it derailed the, fact, the whole team. It also played the fact it's a Brooklyn championship um, chances because although they didn't have Kyrie last year during the series against the Milwaukee Bucks, especially toward the, the latter half of the end, KD sure. was basically like a one man show out there because Harden he basically he was hobbled. You know, he was like sixty percent of what we know known for him to be as James Hart, like the scorer and all that type of stuff. But um, I think personally that the Brooklyn Nets are better with the duo of KD and Kyrie rather than KD and Harden. Because at least with KD and Kyrie, you have two champions. You see what I'm saying? Like with Harden, like Harden is a guy like we've seen him in the biggest moments. He come up short. He starts pressing. Like game seven gets the Golden State Warriors. What's the conference finals? He couldn't buy a bucket in the fourth quarter. I mean, yeah, I understand that. But to that extent, uh, what else has – I mean, the same could be said about Kyrie because what else has he won since he left Cleveland? 
with LeBron. Oh, all right, that's a all right, that's a different subject, but let's go there. Are you trying to say that LeBron James carried Kyrie Irving to a championship? Because I pretty much recall Kyrie Irving basically hitting the shot. That no, I'm not. I'm not saying that he carried him. I'm just saying that. Um, I'll tell you the Cleveland Cavs. They don't want a championship without Kyrie Irving. They all right, put it this way. Kyrie they, hasn't they probably, won. And they, and they probably would have won in 2015 as well had Kyrie not been hurt for that series. So put it this way. Since both LeBron and Kyrie left the, um, the Cleveland, so far LeBron has won one ring and Kyrie has won none. I'm not saying that he was carried, but I'm saying he hasn't been the same since he left. Who's playing with Anthony Davis? Are we going to use that analogy? Because who's, who's who's playing who, with KD and James Harden? Okay, I mean, they, yeah, you can use they the would have won. They you can, won yeah, go ahead and use the injury. Oh, he was injured. And so, not on. hold on. Not even so much that if KD's foot, if KD's foot was fully, if he was KD's feet was not that big, they basically they beat okay, the who's, they beat Milwaukee. It's, nobody, it's, it's genetic. I'm just saying, since both left the Cleveland, LeBron has won one ring and Kyrie has won none. I'm just saying, you making it seem like since you Kyrie saying, left you Cleveland that he had this, this surge of superstar um, caliber playing when he hasn't did shit in Boston. And so far, he hasn't did really nothing in um, in uh, Brooklyn. So it's like, and he he was not that good before LeBron got uh, came back to uh, Cleveland. I'm about so, to end the episode. I'm about to end the episode. <laughs> he, he is not that good. No, I was like, he was not that good when LeBron came back to Cleveland. He was not making waves in with the Cavaliers when uh, LeBron was in Miami. Uh, he was hurt. They 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 came close to making the playoffs one time. One time. Yeah, but look, like I'm I'm not trashing Kyrie because I actually love you him. Are you are and trashing. And I, I think he's a good dude. I'm just saying. I guarantee you right now you'll want him in Philly. Give me I that one percent. Give me a hundred percent. You know that you know I, I would have said that two days ago in the uh the group chat. But now, hearing about this mandate and stuff like that, it's like, fuck, dude. Like, I mean, this dude is never happy. And it's just not somebody else. That is I, true, I, though. That I, is I, I don't, like, I don't want it no, to sound I like. Think, I think Kyrie is happy because he has a beautiful lady in his life. He has a uh, beautiful child. So he's a family man. He's a father. Yeah. So he has that to be happy about. But it turns out, like, in a public eye would come down to basketball, I could see your point. <laughs> it does not seem like Yeah, and I don't mean it to sound like, oh, like, like I know there's shit going on in the world. Like, it's like, I, I, I don't know how, I don't know how to say it. It's like, you, you clearly don't like basketball that much. So why don't you do something else? Or like, I, I don't know, like. He just needs to figure his shit out. Take a year off or something. Okay, so basically, like, um, 
your overall thoughts in regards to what the NBA should do. Do you think that player that just refuses to get the backs or the jab, you think that they should just be cut, released? Like, where you at with it? Um, you have, I guess, three choices. You can either get it, be cut, and trade it, or retire. Okay, but what good is it being traded if all – NBA franchise, and that's what I'm saying. Away. And no, no other NBA team is really going to pick them up if they have their own mandates in place with their city and their team and stuff like that. So you can get traded. You're just going to go somewhere else, and they're just going to have the same amount of problems. So, and speaking with Bradley Bill, um, there's a lot of rumors going on around the NBA locker rooms that there's a microchip the vaccine and stuff like that. I'm not sure if that's 100% true or just a rumor, but that's what I heard. So it's I like, mean, I mean, you're vaccinated, right? Yeah. Do you think you have a microchip in you? No, and and this is what I don't understand when people say, oh. I just got my first dose of the vaccine last oh, week. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, I, know you was, I know you was against it. All right, I wasn't so much guess from the standpoint of like being like a conspiracy theorist. You just wanted more research, or just more? I, I wanted one. I wanted more research, but obviously you're gonna get more research. You have to do the research yourself. Like nobody's gonna give the research to you. So that's what I did. And two, I'm also due to the fact that okay, like this thing has been around for like about a year and a half now. Knock on wood, I've been navigating pretty well. You know, like I'm yeah. outside. You know, I'm dealing with people on a daily basis, stuff like that. Like. So far, so good. Like, you know, like maybe I had COVID at one point in time. I didn't even know it. You know, yeah, because I, so I mean, our age is um, our age group. You can have it, like, you can have it and not know it. It also pass it off to somebody else. That's what right. something they were saying, like, very early on in the stages. But and then I was like, okay, like, what's the purpose of getting it? You can still catch COVID regardless. Yeah, but it's that can't. It's it's not to like it's not a it's not like COVID is the the zombie virus or anything like that, and you take the cure and you're automatically cured. No, it's to prevent you from being near fatal with symptoms and ending up in a hospital. That it's not supposed to cure all be all. Like it's to decrease the chances of you ending up in a hospital. And to like that, dead. and I and I understood that. And to that, I was like, okay, well, well, oh shit, we said the words. All right, fuck it. <laughs> you two don't don't come down on us. Uh, and by the way, shout out to those of you that listen to us on audio platforms, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio. I have a shout out you guys out. That was Lady, but I appreciate you guys that listen to the pod as well as watch us on YouTube. But um, in regards to that, my rebuttal to that is it's okay, like, yeah, like, all right, it reduces the symptoms, but okay, what if. Let's say I already have the antibodies, right? And if I had it or not, I didn't end up in the hospital or anything like that. So why should I go out and get something that might not be conducive to me because I don't necessarily need it? That's well, what I was thinking at the time. You mean if well. you already had, like, antibodies that prevented Yeah, the, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I can't speak to your your health, overall health and stuff like that, but... I will say the 
the thing about the microchips being in the uh the curing what have you since you're born in the hospital you are given a social security number i've been on earth 25 years if the government wants to find hey, me oh, 27 years. 27 years <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I know your age but <laughs> I mean, last year I thought I was twenty-eight. So wait, hold on. Not only did you lie about you not going to co- about you being in college, or not, but you lied about well, your I said I went to college for a year and a half, <laughs> but I I am twenty-seven. So I've been on this earth for twenty-seven years. Um, if the government wants to find me, they can. Um, just like we had a couple of years back with the Freedom Act and then the SA. I mean, I, I carry a fucking phone everywhere I go, as do everybody else. You log into Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all that shit is being tracked. So to say that, oh, I don't want the government to track you, they already tracking you. They've been tracking you. The reports came out a couple of years ago with the NSA of them listening on people's phone calls. Like all this shit that you are trying to get away from they already know about you. Like, you have a number identified with you since birth. Like, <laughs> like there's no there's no chance that the government will put a microchip in the, the cure at the expense of tracking you more. Like, you carry a phone everywhere you go. Like, you're on the computer. Like, all this electronic is being tracked. So it's I, I think that's such a stupid and fucking dumbass response to people who say, oh well, I don't want the government tracking. You you have a social security number, right? You have an ID, right? You have a driver's license, you have a home, like you have bills, you have a job. If the government wants to find you, they can. We don't need to inject something into your arm. So that's that's what I want to say. True that, true that. But I'll say that the epiphany for me was the realization that okay, the, like ever since I was a little jit, I basically had to take vaccines, you know, because you cannot go to school unless you're vaccinated. Yeah, that's so. That's another thing. Like, <laughs> so then I'm like, like all right, was... well, like, well, like, okay, this ain't the first vaccine, so why am I making this a big deal? Right, so, like, come on, like. So I basically just gave it. So all right, well, fuck it. It's the, especially considering the fact that I couldn't go to New York Fashion Week. My bad on that, Tuck, because I wasn't vaccinated. Yeah, so, so I was like, well, if this is how it's going to be, then it is what um, my only I thing mean, is. My, my only thing is, I'll, I one day I heard about the vaccine that I'm hoping does not happen to me that you end up becoming sterile and kind of ruins your sperm that you might not be able to reproduce later on. I mean, I'm not mistake. looking to have kids regardless if that did. <laughs> Well, I, I, I'm trying to. I'm trying to. I'm trying to have a, a football team. Well, no, I, I don't think it does that. But then again, I'm trying to the cannon. I'm trying to the cannon in the world. Any <laughs> other questions? Please make sure you check out your doctors, just for everything COVID, and just make sure you do your research first. Yes, and we'll also put a link in the description box in regards to like the proof and the links, to like all that way you guys could do your own research, kind of like the way I had to do. So. I didn't give it for no stupid reason because I wanted to like go to like restaurants and stuff like that. It just well it just became one of those things like, well actually 
No, I'm lying. That is part of the case. Because not so much that, not to say that I really go out to eat a lot per se, but let's say if I'm out at like at a social gathering, a network gathering, and it's something that could at least like good business, you know, for myself or for tub, whatever the case may be, and I, I mean, can't get in because I don't have a You did it for work. Car. Yeah, so you that's basically it what it is. Nothing wrong that's, with that. Yeah. But um, let's get into our last segment of the show, and we're not gonna spend too much time because these are more lighthearted seven. But um, knowing you, Dominic, you might go on a rant on this. No, so no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep it concise. I'm gonna keep it concise. All right, so our guy, your guy, Ben Simmons, over the weekend, his teammates Joel Embiid, Tobias Harris, Matisse Tybo, they were all ready to take a jet to L.A. To talk this man off the ledge, and he basically told him, I'm good, don't bother. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> so, like, what are your thoughts on Ben Simmons being defiant in his stance that he wants to get out of Philly? I mean, I, I and also first. the latest workout videos out there that him pulling up from deep shooting threes and all that. What do you think about that as well? <laughs> Joel and B said something really funny in media today. Um, oh, Danny Green, uh, the trash. Yeah, yeah, that. But also about the workout videos. Um, a reporter asked him, "How does he feel about like the workout videos that uh, seems to circulate during the summer?" And uh, Joel and B said, "Yeah, um, I think we all seen the videos. That would help in the season." And just left it at that. I thought that was pretty funny. But um. If you're mad at the front office, that's totally understandable. If you're mad at the fans, that's totally understandable. But when your franchise player and a group of all other guys decide to reach out to you in L.A. and come speak to you one-on-one and you turn them away... It doesn't make you look as good as you think it does. It doesn't make you look tough. It makes you look very immature. Yeah. Like, no matter what happened during the summer and the playoffs and stuff like that, you don't want to talk to the fans? Cool. Put on some Beats by Dre that I know you fucking get sponsored for, but you trash anyway. Put those on and block out all the noise and stuff like that and keep it pushing. If you don't want to deal with the front office, cool. Go through Rich Paul and his dumbass and um, make all the business deals and do it like that. But you don't turn away your teammates because at the end of the day, you're still technically part of this team. True that. So that that just shows immature. And I hope the rest of the sports world and Twitter who constantly criticizes Sixers fan and say that we're hazardous and toxic, I hope they see that. But... It's, I mean, but at the same time, just to play devil's advocate, please. His his head coach, because I remember when they asked at once they got little about the Atlanta Hawks, is Ben Simmons. Do you see how Ben Simmons being like your point guard going to the new season? And Doc Rivers, like, I don't know at this point. No, he said, I can't answer that at this certain time. We, we, that's basically, I don't know. No, that's not, that's not, that's saying. After Tomato game seven, tomatoes. emotions are all high. 
I cannot answer that for you. We literally just lost and got our ass kicked by a team. But he was defending. But he was defending Ben Simmons the whole time. Remember, everybody like, like yeah. But but why it not seems just like, bench Ben Simmons? And he's like, are oh, you kidding me? Bench Ben Simmons. But it seems like it's like, it's like keep that same. Everybody energy. forgets. It seems like everybody on Twitter forgets that that Ben Simmons has been being defended by Doc Rivers the whole year and for the past four years. That's but suddenly cool. he says one thing, one bad thing in the press. Or right. however you want to take it, and suddenly we're the got, bad guys, and he wants to. You got, you got, look at, you got to look at it like this, right? That's like being in the casino with somebody, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah, like they, they probably might be losing a little bit of money, but they're like, all right, cool, like we can still rebound from it. Like we still got. By the way, feed your dog is barking like crazy. But no, that's not my dog. That's. Feed that motherfucker. But anyway, I, I didn't even realize that. <laughs> I peeps everything, but anyway, like it's like, all right, like yeah, like I'm losing some money, but all right, like we can still win, and I still got some chips left to play with. At the end of that, basically, what happened with like this is the equivalent. Ben Simmons lost everything. Sixers they got eliminated from the playoffs. He didn't play well. Then it's like it's like you being like that boy, like you know, you got your boys behind, like oh yeah, like like we still go rock with you, like you still a guy. But then now that you don't have nothing, you lost everything. Now they act like they don't know you no more. And they're not, they don't want to associate with you no more. That's how it was to me with Doc and Ben Simmons. Like, yeah, like Doc, he's defending them in the media, defending Ben in the media, but okay, you're still in the series. You still need this guy. You still need him to like be mentally locked in on the See, task I don't at hand. But now that they got eliminated, like, and he ain't play well, like, oh, well, I don't know now. Because there's, he, he there's defended, no more leverage. He defended him until the end, and I don't think he said anything necessarily bad. That's about the thing. Ben That's the thing. He defended him until the end. <laughs> the end was the serious. After that. So, what? All right. So, your star point guard decides to pass it off under the basket. Mm-hmm. And a lot of other things happen down the line towards the end of the series. Basically, yeah. he choked in the playoffs, the second yeah. round. Yeah. And you're asked a question minutes after the game ends. And you say, I don't know the answer to that question. Is that bad or good? To me, or does not. that just say we don't know the answer to that yet? We to literally me, just got our ass kicked. To me, it's appropriate, but at the end of the day, it's like okay. Yeah. Then wait, hold on, hold on, time out. I'm please, playing devil's please, advocate. Nigga. I'm playing devil's <laughs> advocate. I, 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 I'm on Twitter and I'm constantly defending these comments, and it's just like that. The main thing I hear is that the Sixers, I mean, the fans didn't support him. But we were supporting him for the four years when everybody was calling him a bust. But suddenly he loses the series and Doc Rivers makes a questionable comment. And suddenly it's, oh, everybody's the biggest Ben Simmons supporter. Uh, But you got to look at this. Today's athletes, they like to be coddled. Soft. Yeah, that's all. Like you know, you said it, not me. But uh, I, I'm just an advocate. Yeah, but like they like to be coddled. So Ben Simmons, my I think it would have done more for Ben Simmons if Doc Rivers still would have defended him, even after, even after get um eliminated in the playoffs, and the fact that Ben Simmons did not play up to his standards. No, no. Like I get it. in the real world that does not happen. But I think for Ben Simmons, he wanted to see that. And he ain't get he wanted that. to see what he wanted we, to we support. Gave you a fucking, 
uh, he he wanted to eighty million dollar contract. What I get that. I get, but he wanted to support after the fact, and he did not get support. It. Money yeah. talks, isn't that what they say? Money does not buy happiness. We we still writing checks that say that we support his ass. I I hear you, I hear you, but to me it's like this. All right, I'm gonna put it like I'm gonna put it in, in a language that everybody can understand because not everybody gambles. But everybody both slowly believe in the power of love, right? Everybody I mean that's that the all I don't, but I'll go with you for a second. Okay, but it's like it's like having like a partner, right? Mm-hmm. And you thinking that that partner is with you through better or for worse. Yeah, you know what I mean. But at the time of you guys getting together, like the finances were in order, you know, you had the great crib and all type of stuff. Like life was good. Yeah. Here comes a little bit of adversity, and then basically all the love is gone. You lose the house, you lose the crib, you lose the cars. You know, you basically you're, you're bankrupt at this point. You got nothing to your name. This person supposed to say that they rock with you, like they like they gonna be your forever, your ride or die. Yeah. Now that times are hard, they're gone. Now that times got hard for Doc Rivers and the Sixers at the Ben Simmons, basically went to bed in the playoffs. They basically like, I don't know no more. Even after defending him for the longest period of time, once the chips hit, once shit hit the fan, they they ain't have his back no more. It wasn't the first time that he, the shit he, hit the fan. He, he he knew he ain't played good. That's the thing. He best. I'm also he know he ain't played well, but. The fact that he couldn't get that support from the coaches that know that the media is gonna kill him. Support. Okay, all right. We'll use your marriage analogy. You want to know how you need a constant reminder that um, your partner is with you through the end. You can look on your finger and seeing that a uh, hundred and eighty million plus ring that I bought you Man, shows that I'm shit. with you to the end. I don't mean shit. There is on that shit. The, the thing, the difference between Embiid and Ben Simmons is since day one, Embiid has got it. He knows what it takes to be in Philadelphia. We don't coddle here. We I show know. support and we show love. And but if you're... And then y'all but boo the motherfucker so they know yeah, no good. Yeah. Are we not supposed to? <laughs> That's the if you're playing like that's trash, we're going to tell you you're playing like trash. We're not like these <laughs> other cities that's going to coddle you and say, oh, well, good job, Timmy. Maybe try again. No. You was trash today. Do better. It's a reason why we're still one of the top five best sporting cities in Philadelphia uh, and in the United States of America is because we don't take shit. All right? You are the number one draft pick. Y'all definitely not head of New York. Y'all definitely not head of Boston. Y'all definitely not head of Texas. Dallas, but to be specific. Yeah, Dallas to be specific. Y'all not ahead of Dallas. Are you serious? Yes, I'm serious. Y'all fan base not more rabid than Cowboys fans. Mavericks fans. Texas football fans. If y'all in the top five, y'all number five for me. No, yeah, I mean, I guess I guess it could be said about 
I, I will give you Boston, New York. It can definitely be said about any of those. L.A. as well. Here's the list. L.A., Boston, New York, Chicago. And rounding out the five is Dallas. I See, I, knew, I told you Dallas was up there. But they're not better than Philadelphia. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah, bias, though. That's your bias talking. I'm not biased. I'm, I'm looking at the articles right now. <laughs> I hear you say Philly. Because I ain't have to say number three. <laughs> We're right there. Whatever, bro. But I'll get back to my... The thing is, Embiid knows what it takes to win here. And no, he does not. He did not win here. But he knows what it takes. <laughs> he did not win. How's that where basically his whole prime has been with Ben Simmons? They won and lost together. Whoa. <laughs> and B has been dominating way before season. Ben Simmons. And B only played one season without Ben Simmons in his career. And he was still good. Right. But nobody's out there screaming fucking Ben Simmons' name. Because Ben Simmons doesn't, but but ben you can't, Simmons but you, thinks, but you, but you, but it's a contradiction because you can't say like Joel and B is a winner when basically his whole, basically the majority of his tenure has been with. Uh, no, I said he knows what it takes to win. He no, he does not. How's that? How's that? He he has the same record as Ben because Simmons because he's not a fucking pussy like fucking Ben Simmons. But he does. He hasn't won shit. I said he knows what it takes to win. How? Because he puts his heart on the line every single day. What does that mean? <laughs> Which what do you mean? What that's what he played injury prone? No, he, he did. He played with a, a right meniscus tear. No, he, he heard didn't. the comments of oh, like he's fat, he's lazy last season. He well, was. not last season, but the least uh season before last. You know what he did? He got a uh dietitian, he got a trainer, he got a chef, he got all that, and what he had a Came back, I mean, damn near MVP if it wasn't for the not playing enough games. So, but the thing is that Ben Simmons sees basketball as a means to an end. He doesn't want to be great. He's okay with being just good, and that's fine. But for a city like Philadelphia, we don't accept that. I mean, you've seen with the fancy cars, the clothes, the, the models, uh, trips to Wimbledon, L.A. and stuff like that. Wimbledon. Wimbledon. Yeah. What did I say? You said Wimbledon. Wimbledon? I, I believe Wimbledon. I said that before. <laughs> it's Wimbledon. <laughs> Wimbledon. Like, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just that he's not as invested in basketball as – the city of Philadelphia will like it, and that's fine, but you can do that somewhere else in a smaller market. Okay, that's fair. It's, it's just he just he's not invested in basketball. He doesn't want to be great, he just wants to be good to pay for all his luxuries. But good is all y'all know. Outside the Eagles, when outside the Eagles and the Phillies in the late 2000s. When has the city of Philadelphia seen greatness in sports? Um, I mean, our, been fairly good. No, our soccer team, and you don't want to bring up the. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you don't, don't want like, to. No, let, like let me finish. Let me finish. Don't do that. But you said, "When's the last time we've been great?" I mean, you you can even say Villanova, who won the um, 
the NCAA oh, yeah. tournament. Um, Name two players from that team. Uh, Ryan Ar- Arch Archinato. I know who you talk about. That's one. Who's the other? <laughs> and the dude that hit the shot. I mean, I don't watch college basketball, but I watch. Was it Archinato the one that hit the shot? No, he was the one. He was our point guard. Um, I can't remember his name. He, he uh, Omar Spellman. But he was the, the one that hit the shot. Um, he plays for the the Hawks. Hey, Miles, was it Miles Bridges on that Villanova team? I believe so. I knew he came out of Villanova, but I don't think he was on that team. And yeah, I mean, there, there's a couple, but I watched that. So uh, it's, you, you uh, make it seem like I don't know what's your problem with Philadelphia. I don't have a problem with Philadelphia. No, actually, Miles Bridges went to Michigan State. Macau Bridges. Maybe Macau Bridges is the one I'm thinking about. Ma- yeah, Macau Bridges. Bridges. Yeah. No, Ma- yeah, Miles Bridges went to Michigan State. Macau Bridges went to Villanova. I, was I think he was on team. But, I mean, like I said, he, he doesn't. I feel like it would be a fresh start for him to just go someplace else, a smaller market. I mean, it worked for Mikel Fultz. Um, maybe it'll work Markel for Fultz. Markel Fultz. Maybe it'll work for Ben Simmons. But, I mean, Joel Embiid said it best. It's it's a tough city to play for, but he wouldn't want to play anywhere else. I mean, we're tough. We're grady. He says that now. Kyrie Irving says the same thing about Cleveland. He said the same thing about Boston. I mean, you can't, it, you can't put much stock into what these players say. I mean, but you can't compare Kyrie and fucking Embiid because Kyrie doesn't know if he want to play basketball or what have you. Kyrie, to me, he's a good brother. He has good intentions. It's just that the way he just yeah, the the message that he try it sometimes get lost in the media and yeah, it's like the wrong mess. It's like the right message, but the wrong messenger. Yeah. Type of thing would come down to him, but uh, let's quickly, you know, before we wrap this up, because Michael Jordan his draws were um, was, were auctioned over the weekend, and they sold for over two two thousand. Let me get the exact number. Two thousand, right? Seven hundred and eighty four dollars. Was it a significant game or was it just a regular pair of pants? I mean, a regular pair of underwear. I, I think it's, I don't know if, I'm assuming that they were used draws, like draws that he actually Of course, wore. yeah. Of course. So I'm just assuming that. So my question for you is this Is there a celebrity out there whose underwear you were basically paid? No. <laughs> okay, good. All right, I mean, so- the, the only person that would come close and that's like really far stretched. Would be Donald Glover, but no, I would never pay. I knew you was gonna say Donald Glover. Any underwear, just never. I was, hope, I was hoping you would say it. <laughs> no, why? I mean, <laughs> what the fuck am I? <laughs> what the fuck am I gonna do with a pair of underwear? And that goes for anybody. You just said Donald Glover, though. Yeah, but I can sell those off and make more money. Who knows? Maybe maybe that's what this person that won the auction is doing. That's what I'm thinking. How much did it sell for? $200,784. That doesn't seem like a lot. He's probably looking to keep them and 
sell them off later down the road. Was it a guy or a girl? Let's start off with that. I don't know. Well, I mean, because if it was a guy, then I'm severely disappointed. And, and, and that's bad journalism on my part, because I should. I should. <laughs> but it, no, it's no. I mean, unless you're like selling them off, then yes. But there's no reason for you to have another person's underwear just sitting up in your house in your man cave or something like that. It's just no. That's that's no. That's that's down bad. Hold on, I'm trying to to see what's the sex of the person that um. I mean, or, that's what I'm thinking. It had to be like a significant game for somebody to pay like. 2k for that well nobody knows the the, um identification is still probably for the best because he's probably (laughs) trapped by his (laughs) friends who he tell you know i got uh mj's underwear right that's crazy no but uh you don't do that that's great but just to relay y'all something from last week did you ever get your package No, um, <laughs> I I ordered I ordered another one and it finally came, but they wanted me to file a police report. And you you're too lazy to do it. No, I I went down to the uh, the police station. Let me tell you, the first time walking to the police station as a black man is probably the scariest thing you'll ever do. I mean, that shit was. Cops coming in and out, and I ain't do shit. I I was just coming in there to follow a theft claim. But man, let me tell you, <laughs> scary as fuck. But um, Damn. yeah. So I I had to follow a free support, but they finally refunded my money. Oh, I just about to missed. Ask as well. Yeah, I I just missed the first few uh, shows because I was waiting to get my package hand delivered. Um, but yeah, it's, I will never be using that company again. At least you got your money back. At least you yeah, got your money back. At least I got my money back. And I still got the camera, so. That's cool. All right, well, we'll be supporting where it's time to, like, plug ourselves on the way out. So let everybody know where they can find you on social media. Also, plug your Twitter. It's just, like, you're on Twitter. It seems to be very active. You get into it with the people on Twitter. So what's your Twitter, Doc? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, everything is right down there. Um, I'm currently taking a break from social media um, to finish out this book. I've been delaying it for so long. And I'm getting to my release date, so I got to start cranking it out. But um, yeah. And when is that release date? Remind the people. I can't tell you because I feel like I'm going to change the release date again. Um, so I don't oh, want to. Okay, you're gonna Kanye us. That's what you're doing. Yeah, basically. I mean, I learned from the best. <laughs> <laughs> all, right, all right, that's cool. So your Twitter is also D period O double N double I E. Gotcha. Yep. And our guy, our younger Mr. Noah Austin, his um, social media info is on the far right. He couldn't be here today either. We was planning on having him, but, you know, travel issues and all that. He had to recover from Afropunk, all that good stuff. But we should have him next week to get his thoughts on that. And um, there's a dog that's still hungry, Dom. I think you should feed it. No, it's not my dog when it barks 24-7. But that might be – that might be – because since you look like you're in heaven right now, that might be God. You know, in the dog form, trying to get. Uh, I'll tell you right now, 
<laughs> More than likely, you ain't going to have it. <laughs> You're already in it. Look at the background. <laughs> I got to end it so you can so you can get back inside them pearly gates. <laughs> Probably a stowaway <laughs> or something like that. But wow. yeah, <laughs> he's gonna break up my list of shit and just like yo, like you deny me all your <laughs> life and now you want to get in here? Nah, be. <laughs> Oh, but if, if you say what he is a forgiving God, maybe he'll forgive he me. So we'll see. God, as long as you want to repent. Oh. oh. <laughs> so oh. he wants something in return. God. <laughs> like, what you mean? Like, you think you can have your cake and eat it too? No, I just think it's weird that we have to denounce all and repent and worship only him. That's a little suspicious to me. That doesn't sound like a, a fair and loving God if he wants people to bow down to just him. He's just, he's, God's just like, God's basically like a Scorpio. He just wants you to love him. And him mm, and interesting. That's how that goes. <laughs> how that goes. As, as for me, I, I want to get you, I want to pull Kenny on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Kenny, by the way. Ask me, you can find me on IG at Liddell the Fashionista. I'm also the moderator of True Urban Culture IG page. So, you want to inquire about anything as far as like festival coverages, any event coverages, or like tour coverages, concert coverages, anything like that, you want to be a part of it. I'm the guy that you reach out to on that platform. So, ladies and gentlemen, we hope you enjoyed this week's edition of the Out of Balance podcast. This was episode 20. So, we're now 20 episodes deep into this second podcast. season, episode two. Yes. No, three. Three. Yeah. three. yeah. First one was with uh, Noel for two yeah. weeks ago. Yeah. So hopefully we get our boy Noel back. Um, hope yeah, uh, something have him, you know, for this week that we could all celebrate the 20th episode together. But, you know, life happens and all that type of shit. But, hey, you know, two-thirds is still better than none. You know, like, we're all talented in our own right. So hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode. We'll catch you guys hopefully next week at Full Strength. You know, but so, oh, wait, before we go, like I said, this episode was recorded before tonight's Monday Night Football game. With at this episode, once the episode premieres, that game will have already been finalized. So, who you got tonight, Cowboys, Eagles? Quick thoughts on that. Come on, Eagles. <laughs> Come on. That's the, that's the bias talking. I'm saying Cowboys 31 14. What's your score? Um, 30-21, Eagles. All right, then. So we'll see next week who's closer. And got, wait, we haven't even been keeping track of the Monday night score. I, I think I was the closest when I predicted the uh, – no, I wasn't because – no. No, yeah, I, I was. Think... Uh, I, I predicted the Ravens 35, I believe. Or did they win by uh, – they won the by Ravens one point, lost. right? No, no, the Raiders beat us on that Monday Night Football game. The Raiders uh, beat yeah, us. I, I believe that was the closest I ever came to like a prediction. All right. So, all right. Well, any of y'all, if y'all tune in, y'all watch this thing faithfully, like y'all let us know. Like, go back two episodes ago, like episode 17. No, 18. Yeah, let us know if we're trash with our predictions. Cause I yeah. Like <laughs> yeah, let us know. But so then, ladies and gentlemen, hope you guys enjoyed this week's edition of Out of Balance Podcast. It's always a pleasure to bring this podcast to you guys. You know, right now, we're on the road to 200 subscribers. Like, we're steadily growing, like, very small, but you know, we're getting there. You know, so the subscribers are starting to pick up. You know, the buzz is starting to get there. So um, 
Hope you guys, like, if you enjoyed this episode, hope you refer to a friend, family member, spouse, whatever the case may be, your dog, anybody with a cell phone or tablet or a laptop or a desktop computer. So hit that subscribe button. You know, hit that bell to receive all notifications for all future episodes of the Out of Bounds podcast, Tuck Talk, the game material. We split time between Twitch and YouTube. Then we also just launched all the racks with our boy Noah Austin this past weekend, Saturday. So, um, yeah, so just keep it locked with more contact here on the Tuck Podcast Network. For those of you that check us out on Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, we appreciate you guys. Until next time, we can see you guys next week. Peace.